super hot, super hot, super hot. Hey, guys, I- it's push to shout time. Here we are, regular time, nine o'clock Thursday, coming at you, broadcasting live over the tube, etc. Skip nine eight central. Oh yeah. I remember. Okay, this is not related to video games, but oh boy, right when off I that. didn't know when I didn't know what Central Time was, I thought <laughs> there were like lucky people somewhere else in the world that got to see everything earlier. Yeah, like actually earlier time wise, and I was jealous. I was like five. I was jealous that they got to watch the Nickelodeon stuff. I remember how hard it was for me to figure out how time zones worked, and it was because of television always telling me 9-8 Central, and I didn't understand. Good times. Us 90 kids, right? 90s. Yeah, 90 kids. kids. 90 kids. I'm going to have that many. Super hot. Super hot. So you've been playing super hot. I've been playing super hot. Uh, It came out today. Yeah. So... You've probably got more to say. I'll just say the little I have first. Um, have you I played, played any of it? I played the demo yeah. ages ago. Yeah. Like two years ago, maybe. And it was really cool. It was really short, though. And I remember being excited for the Kickstarter. And now it's out. So, Skippy, talk about it. What's up? Super hot. Uh, I don't know what I really expected. I hadn't played... I didn't play the demo, but I saw it, and... Uh, and I had no idea the game was coming out anytime soon. I didn't even really know it was going to be much... Like, I didn't know they were really planning on making it. I didn't hear anything past seeing a video of someone playing the demo at some point. And, um, and so I got the game because I thought it looked really cool and started playing it, and it is way... It is way cooler than I thought it was. It is way more interesting. There's a lot going on in that game. It's yeah. really neat. Really, really, um, really neat. I. How, so, how much have you played? How much? I want to say like I'm at like the last level. Really? Probably. Okay. So is it pretty short? It's very short. Um, I think that there's. I, I'm not sure about this, but I think that there might be some like challenges outside of the main campaign or whatever. Yeah, that's what I heard. From, yeah. Um, uh, from my boy. But it's a Super it's a short game. Hop. It's a short game. I, it, I would compare it to. I would compare it like okay, so <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Hotline Miami, and it's not even really that similar no, super, of a game. Uh, super Bunny Hop made the exact same comparison. Yeah, someone in my chat, I was streaming it, and someone in my chat said that I stole that opinion from Super Bunny Hop, but I don't really. No, it's it seems like a pretty. Stuff, so. It's a pretty obvious comparison to make. Yeah, it's like these bursts, these bursts yeah. of action. It's like it's like clear a room, and. Uh, throw your weapon at people when you're out of ammo and shit like that. So it's kind of got that Hotline Miami uh, on a on a I'd, I'd say on like a shallow level you could easily compare it to Hotline <laughs> Miami. But it, it's it's not like it plays a, a Hotline obviously. Miami game. Yeah, um, or a, like a spiritual success. Because if you're unfamiliar with really it, the, the primary concept is that when you're standing still, time moves at an extremely slow pace. Uh, like bullets almost hang in the air, and then um, and when you move, it, time speeds up again, like to normal speed. And uh, so you you it, you're you spawn into a room or whatever, and enemies start coming out of doorways and stuff and shooting at you, and you have to dodge the bullets and shoot back at them and throw your weapon at them and punch them and do whatever you need to do to kill them. And then the level ends and it goes super hot, super hot, 
and and then yeah, it and then that's, it replays that's exactly what it did in the demo. Yeah, and it replays the level. What it didn't do in the demo is replays the level that at normal speed, which looks is cool. Really cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's it's it, like every time it looks like you're watching like a highlight reel from a CS:GO tournament or something like that because like it's moving really fast and you're like dodging behind walls and stuff. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool and so I don't want to like spoil anything and I'm I'm kind of trying to decide on how much I should talk about how much more there is to this game than the demo uh like story wise i am, go- I am I going to play it yeah i'm going to play and you it. should and everyone should i honestly think this is a really cool game and i haven't completed it yet but it it just seems really cool it it's expensive i think it's too expensive but how much is it it's like 20 it's on sale and i think it was like 22 dollars or something i think it's probably 25 dollars base price which it seems way too short for that but it's still really cool um but uh, yeah, it's God. Okay, I this isn't a spoiler because you literally launched the game and this happens. So I'll go ahead and say it. The game, the menu of the game, I guess, is like a CRT, old style, late eighties, early nineties computer yeah. screen, uh, and you've got like a file directory, and you can go through the file directory, and there's like game demos and stuff that you know look like that old like ASCII kind of style of when people were kind of working around like really, really serious limitations in computer and, and then like just goofy shit, like, Oh, here's a carpet generator, random carpet generator. And it, it generates like a pattern on the screen that looks like a carpet or whatever. It's totally full of stupid shit like that. Um, which is just fun. That's nice. And, um, and then the game is just like an executable and you, there's little segments where like you'll chat with some guy who I guess is your friend who I like, introduced you to the game and talk about the game with him. But like when, so you just fake type on your keyboard and it fills in what you say. You just, um, yeah. That's and yeah. That's and, uh, and I'm I, glad it's not advancing through dialogue. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's very silly. Um, but so the plot as like, there's not that much of a plot at least, so far, it seems like very bare bones, I guess you would say. Although there's there's a complexity to it, there's a depth to it that's really surprising. But um, yeah, you, that I wouldn't have expected. No, I, it is very unexpected. the 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 direction this game goes in is really unexpected. It's really interesting. Uh, it's got kind of a like Tron kind of theme to it of like you're jacking into this game. And becoming, it's hard to distinguish the game from reality, I guess, would be kind of a, uh, it's that kind of thing, you know, like that kind of 80s and 90s vision of of the future of computers where, you know, we're we're getting consumed by them and all that stuff. It's very, it goes places. Uh, It's really cool and uh, kind of funny, but also creepy at the same time. like lighthearted and dark and just it's it's cool it's a really 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 cool game and i i hope i'm not overselling it because it's very simple but uh i just i'm blown away i didn't know that the game would go the places it went and and do the things it's doing it's the visual effects that they pull off too with like jacking into the game and back out and stuff is just really 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 cool uh it it is it's a it's a package. It's not at all like the demo, which was just like this really bare bones like concept kind of thing. It 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 is a thing now. It is a full full package, and I I don't want to say any more because I want people to play it. But uh, 
we'll, we'll talk spoilers after you've played it, but it, it's just really, really cool. Uh, I, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to play it. And if you guys aren't sure, there's a demo for free yeah. that you can play. And I wouldn't say, like, honestly... So the gameplay is really... I haven't even talked about the gameplay. The gameplay is really cool uh, and fun and satisfying. I, that's, like, the main... If I had to choose one word to describe, like, what I like about the game, it's, it would be satisfying. Because there's something about... You'll, you'll be, like, attacked by multiple enemies at the same time, and they'll have different kinds of weapons and stuff. And, like, say you ran out of ammo in your pistol, and you can throw it at someone, and if you throw it, like, as they're shooting, they might shoot it in midair, and it shatters. And so then you don't get hit by that bullet. And then you turn and you punch the guy right next to you who's pointing a shotgun at you, and they they stagger backwards and let go of the shotgun, and you grab the shotgun out of the air and then shoot the other guy with it. It's just shit like that is That's happening cool. constantly, and it's, it is the coolest thing ever. Hitting someone in the face with a pistol and grabbing their gun out of the air and shooting them with it is is... I, it doesn't get old. It's the best thing ever. And and something I was saying on my stream is every game should have an ability, have the ability to throw, throw your throw gun. Stuff. You should always be able yeah. to throw shit at your enemy because it's, it's, it's always fun and it's useful. Yeah. And there's there's just there's never I can't think of a game where that wouldn't objectively improve it even just by that was really my favorite way to kill people in Hotline Miami yeah definitely the gun throw or throwing anything especially when you pull it off like on a moment's notice like you're using a shotgun Mm -hmm. and you run out of ammo and you just have to throw it at the dude that is such a great moment and and yeah it's full of that obviously Uh, it's it is totally cool I can't sing its praises enough obviously okay super super hot. hot super hot super hot on my end uh i the only game i've been playing is earthbound um i haven't had a lot of time but uh i want to i don't want to spoil what the moment is but i got to a moment in earthbound this week it's not like a a crazy event or an amazing song or a visual or a it, it was one line of text that's I don't know. It was. It elevated the game to something I, even though I'd been loving it, I didn't know it was going to be this good. Okay. Like, it's uh, it's it's special. Yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about it too much anymore because <laughs> uh, now now I'm getting like totally caught up in it mm-hmm. where to where it's like I don't know. Anyway, I started watching Scrubs. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I don't know why actually, but. I heard that Scrubs gets bad, but I like it right now. I never liked so Scrubs. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of waiting to see where I stop liking it. I because this is a kind of thing that I put on in the background while I'm doing work, so I can like kind of glance over and I can get the jokes and you know, yeah. it's it's not a show that I can just sit there and and watch. Yeah, because the yeah, but. You know, I, I'll just put it on until it starts to annoy me. I don't know what it is about that show, but I've always, I've always had like, like I don't hate it. I think it's funny. Um, the people in it are decent actors and everything, but there's something about that show that just kind of makes me, I, I it, it puts me off of it, and I don't really know exactly what it is. I know, I know one thing that I don't like about it is, I don't mind anything that. It mixes like comedy and drama and stuff. Like, like Louie is is obviously one of 
the things that we like the most that does that constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Scrubs does that and I feel like it just it's cringy instead of well done. Like the drama part of it. Like they'll be they'll go from like really goofy comedy, goofy comedy, goofy comedy, and then like, oh, something serious oh, happened. Yeah. And then that, that probably it probably ramps that up in the later seasons because it's like, oh, now we have all these characters that we have to do things with. Yeah, but, that's what I heard that at some point it becomes kind of a parody yeah, of itself. Yeah. Um what I liked at the beginning was what most people say they like about it, uh, which is it balances the quick, witty cynicism with some genuine heart sometimes. Yeah. But then you start to realize that every episode has that one part where the 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 facade breaks down and they they expose themselves. And yeah. So I, I'm enjoying it still. Um, I'm not saying it's bad, really, but I can tell it's it's gonna eventually peter out. From what so the chat like, is saying, like maybe get through season one and then and then save oh, yourself I'm, from I'm watching its three. decline. Oh, okay. Season two was fine. Okay, it was as good as season one. I don't think it was any better or worse. Well, okay, so that's Scrubs. I don't really care that much about Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> now this, this I'm excited. World of Tomorrow. It's a short film that's on Netflix, um, a short animation film by Don Hertzfeldt, the guy who made Rejected, which was this um, Academy Award nominated short thing where he draws like these rejected commercials, but there's more to it than that, obviously. And then it's very impressive um, animation wise uh, and funny. Then he made a feature film called It's Such a Beautiful Day, which is really a legitimately great movie. Um, it managed to be gravely serious. Um, just downright depressing, <laughs> maybe. Like, but it's it's really uh, a treat. It's an hour long, just a flat hour. It's pretty easy to to watch, not emotionally, but time wise. Yeah. So I recommend that movie. Anyway, his new film is just fifteen minutes long. Uh, and it's called World of Tomorrow, and I don't want to talk too much about it because for a film that short, obviously there's it's dense and you, you don't want to give much stuff away. But it's a a very unique science fiction story that is I don't know. There's no sci-fi like it. It's very personal. Yeah. And um, I, I don't even want to say who the character is because that'll give it away. Just just watch it. All right. It's 15 minutes long. It's 15 minutes long. Watch it. Um, it's really good. I, I would like to talk about that. I've, I've got a short thing that I would recommend to anyone, maybe. I don't know. I'm sorry in advance for this. I... <laughs> I found there's a uh, apparently this was pretty popular actually and it flew under my radar completely. Uh, you know Max Landis, the obnoxious yeah. filmmaker who says dumb American things on Twitter. Ultra. Yeah, uh, I'd never really seen any of his stuff, so I don't know how he is as a director. I, I don't think I've seen. I have him no his, idea. So. I am only aware of his existence through exactly media. through that's, the stupid things it. he says on the on the internet. Um, but uh, he made a he has a YouTube channel, I guess, and he makes like some short videos and stuff. And uh and turns out he's a wrestling fan. And he made a a video about like an example of why he likes wrestling, I guess. And he what he does is he he comedically goes through the last like 
or the entire career of Triple H in in the WWE, and he he lays out Triple H as a character and as a storyline and stuff, and um and it's pretty it's very funny. Uh, it's I I it's it's got some like really really clever funny editing and stuff. Um, it starts out like. I kind of felt like it was obnoxious at the beginning, but then like you, you see what he's doing with it and you go, oh, okay, this isn't as annoying as I thought. Like it's actually genuinely um, funny. Uh, but, and then he gets like, he, 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 there's like a minute at the end where he gets all like emotional and like, Oh, you know, this is why it's so great and everything. And it was kind of stupid, but as a whole, it's, it's enjoyable and I would recommend it. It's called uh wrestling. Isn't wrestling. Cause the whole, wrestling the whole concept starts wrestling. out with him saying like, Oh, you know, wrestling fans always get asked, you know, it's not real. Right. And that kind of thing. And, and so he kind of gives an example of like, yeah, no, it's not real. And that's why it's so great. And, um, so it's, it's cool. And I think it, I think for someone who is, isn't in wrestling, it would give you like a really good perspective on like, is it what part kind of, so of video? <sighs> it's kind of hard to explain. It's, it's just like a, is it like a video essay or what? no. I, I haven't watched. I haven't camera? watched very much of Drunk History, but I imagine it's very much like Drunk History. I haven't seen any Drunk History. Yeah, I, 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 I that might be a completely terrible comparison because I, I've seen like one episode and I don't remember it very well. But it, it's him narrating this. He's just going through the history of Triple H, and and it's reenactments on screen. But like I say, reenactments. It's like goofy all the guys are girls and all the girls are guys for some reason, just for whatever reason. And, and it's actors reenacting the moments and um, just really goofy stuff. Very low budget kind of thing. Uh, but it's funny. It's, it's, I liked it. I liked, it was kind of just really goofy, not, not very serious, but um, yeah, wrestling isn't wrestling. It's pretty, pretty cool. I, I would recommend it to anyone. I, I just think it's, it's like 20 minutes long, so it's not going to waste your time or anything. Um, and, uh, what else did I see? I saw something else, and I'm—I didn't have time to write anything down because I was playing Super Hot, and I couldn't—I couldn't stop playing. Um, maybe I'll think of it as we go on. But uh, I played a fucking game, and I can't remember. I don't think it was a new game, though, so I probably don't have much to say about it anyway. Um, all right. Do you want to go ahead and go to news, or do you have more to talk about from your own? That's about it. I mean. Unless, uh, yeah, the rest would just be trivial shit. (laughs) Yeah, hold on. I'm trying to figure out. I will say I haven't slept. Since when? Uh, Like a day ago. Damn. Yeah, I'm I'm running on fumes. Um, Hitman beta. Fuck, how did I forget that? Oh! Yeah, I played that. Uh, Yeah, so if you pre-order, so Hitman... You know the the way they're doing it is like some kind of kind of weird episodic kind of thing, like they're they're releasing the game in like four parts or more than that. I don't know. I heard a lot of people are upset about that. Uh, I I don't, know, I don't care about that. I like it. I like it because what what it what it lets you do is you can either pre-order the game for sixty dollars or pre-order the first portion of the game for fifteen dollars. And fifteen dollars seems like a pretty reasonable price because you get you get the beta, which is uh, two small tutorial kind of levels, and then you'll get the first big mission when it comes out. Wait, um, do did we? I think I we talked, talked about, about this. We, we talked about with you. Yeah, we talked about the beta, but I hadn't played it. 
Oh, okay. So, so played, now you have played it. I, I pre-ordered right, the $15 right, thing just to it. see what the beta was like. And um, That's right. Okay, last week it was yeah. like press had been playing it. Okay. Yeah. So what did you think? I, I, I like it. I'm not sure. So my experience with Hitman in the past has always been like, I enjoy playing the game, but there's something... I've never been like a huge Hitman fan. I've appreciated the games and I've had fun. Like I feel like the most fun you can have with Hitman is playing it with friends and stuff and just kind of doing doing yeah, it's weird. It's it's a single player game but like it's one of those games oh, like it's one of those single player games. Like, yeah. Okay. One of those single player games where like you want your bud next to you and you're laughing about what's happening and that kind of thing. How often do you play a PC game with a bud next to you? Well, exactly. I wasn't. I, I streamed it, so that helps because like, you, you're interacting like chat buds. and stuff. But yeah, like it, Pathetic buds. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, playing that game alone, I, I struggle to get the same enjoyment that I got out of Blood Money playing that with a couple of my friends the, the way that we played it originally. Um, it, it, and maybe it's also growing up and not having the, the whimsical imagination of a, of a child. I wasn't a child. How old was I? I don't know. I was pretty young, but, um, whimsical imagination. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's just that game relies on you kind of, I wouldn't say it's, it's totally a make your own fun kind of game, but it's kind of that way. Um, boxy. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like, all right, choose how you're going to do this mission. It's not a very challenging game. Uh, it's just a game, and you play it. And I, I, I don't know. I, I just felt a little bit empty playing it in the beta. Um, I enjoyed it. And Do you think I, that's a result of it being a tutorial thing? Or? I think that's part of it because I, I think the tutorial levels are like really stripped down. Um, and the first time you play through the tutorial, it kind of guides you. Like it says, "All right, you know, disguise yourself as this person to get onto the uh, ship," and that 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 is not a fun way to play Hitman because it's literally just following the instructions instead of kind of finding out what it wants you to do. Does it let you ignore it? Not in the tutorial. <sighs> I, know, I, I know it will in the main game, like, obviously. Um, but So, for the beta, you just have to do what you're told. Well, you don't have to do what you're told, but it tells you no matter what, as far as I can tell. I don't think oh, there was, like, okay, a difficulty okay. setting. But, yeah, it'll, it says, like, grab this disguise. I, I thought, but okay. you can... Yeah, the you, way you were describing it, it kind of sounded like it freezes the screen no, and no, no, you no. have to It do doesn't this, do that, so. but it pops up a little thing that says, here's what you need to do. You can do something else. You can complete the mission a completely other way, but you're, it, it, it's hard not to do what it tells you to do, like, right there on the screen. I, I don't know. Um, it's just... It's a weird... I, I don't know how else you tutorialize Hitman. I, that's probably the best way to do it, but it's it's just kind of weird for someone who's, who knows what to do with a Hitman game to have that kind of tutorializing going on. But uh, yeah, it, there's just something a little bit... Like, I hope the main game is way more... Not only, like, bigger in scale, but just, like, has more stuff in it. it there's each Each tutorial level has a few different ways that you can kill the person, but it, none of it feels... It feels especially okay. easy. I think that's part of the problem. Is like, I don't want like Hitman is not supposed to be the most challenging game in the world or anything, but I, I want to feel accomplished by figuring out a way to get through it. But instead, I just kind of feel like, oh, here's the obvious way to do this, and here's the obvious way to do this, or let's try this and see if this is how it works. And oh, yep, it does. Okay. Okay. So, how does it feel though? As far as like gameplay, yeah, it feels like Blood Money. It, it's very, very similar to Blood Money. 
Um, okay. There's a few differences, I think, where, like, they, they might have added, I think, like, a slowdown time mechanic if you pull out your weapon and people notice you or, reflex you know, something like mode. that. Yeah, reflex mode, basically. Um, but that doesn't really... I could, that's not a big deal to me because, again, Hitman's not about being hard, necessarily. Uh, and they so they also have uh, a list of challenges that you can complete. And in, at least in the beta, they're all unlocked. And so you can just go to the list of challenges. And basically what they do is they tell you, here's the things you can do to complete the mission, uh, which completely ruins any kind of discovery that's kind of the satisfying part of Hitman of like going through and figuring out what to do and, and seeing if something works. Um, instead, it just tells you flat out like, uh, kill this person by by getting them by hitting them over the head with a hammer and or you know that that's not a very creative one but there's there's so like the most satisfying one and the one that I spoke about last week was you hack the, the airline jet that the guy is testing out so that it, the ejector seat actually works and so he shoots up through the roof of the warehouse and it's a very cool funny moment but if you look at the challenge it tells you like here's what you can do uh-huh. and also if you listen in it has a mechanic i guess where like you listen in the conversations to learn things about like okay here's ideas kind of of, of what to do like if you want to do the ejector seat thing you can listen into a conversation they'll say like oh make sure you finish the uh safety procedures on the jet it's on the clipboard over there and then you go look at the clipboard and it's like oh here's the little lady in your earpiece says like ooh this could, we could use this to our advantage da, 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 da. and so it kind of hits you over the head you. but yeah. i don't know if that's a tutorial thing or if that's how the main game's going to be and i want to give it the benefit of the doubt and say that's a tutorial thing or at the very least that's like a normal difficulty thing and you can bump up the difficulty and it won't do that kind of thing i'm, I'm not sure but uh yeah it's and yeah you can drown people in toilets which is pretty awesome like you you get them so i poisoned a guy's drink and and he's like, oh, my, my stomach. And he runs to the bathroom, and you walk into the bathroom behind him, and as he's throwing up in the toilet, you drown him, which was fun. So it's that kind of game. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked it. I, $15 to try out that first big main mission, which you know is going to have a bunch of different ways to complete it. I feel like, I, I don't feel like I'm going to be wasting my money, and I, I wanted to see how it played. So I, I, I'm glad that I had that option. I'm glad that they're doing that. I, I, I don't see why anyone would be really angry with this because you can pay $60 and the game comes out in chunks, but you're still going to get the full game. And Or if you don't like that and you want to just try the game out, $15. I, think I, I don't what, see the problem. What, what upsets people, I think it's valid. I didn't really get it either. Um, but I think I changed my mind. Because really, if a game comes out and it's done and they're asking $60 for it, then you can look at reviews, you can ask people you know, you can look at footage of the game, and you can decide, okay, that looks great, or I want that, or no, I'm not interested. When it comes out in episodes, the first episode, they can polish like a trailer. I mean, they can, whatever comes out with the game at first, they can make that really great and sell the game, 60 bucks. And then they can relax because they've already sold the game, and they don't really have any incentive to do more. And that's happened with basically every Telltale series, series except for the first season of The Walking Dead. Mm. Like, that inevitably happens. They're all, like, fine until episode three or so, and then they fall apart. Cause I didn't know cares. that was an issue that Telltale games had. Well, it's 
it's been my experience with episodic games too. I mean, even Life is Strange. Life is Strange was funny, funny bad at first. And then it just got really boring at episode three. I don't know. Wow. I think I think that's the inflection point that they they release a great first episode, they get the buzz going for it, they release a good second episode, and then they capture the people that are kind of were on, on the, the fence. fence. Yeah. And then there's nothing left to, to sweep up. I don't I know. see that. I, I, I see that argument. Um and I can definitely see that happening. Uh it's kind of the same as the Kickstarter thing that I hate so much where it's like they already have your money. What's right. the incentive to make a good game? Uh, but I'm also kind of split because I probably, if the game was $60, I definitely wouldn't have pre-ordered it. God, no. And I, I wouldn't have bought the game at least for a very long time unless, it, unless people raved about it. But now I get to at least experience the game and see how I feel about it. Yeah, without buying going one episode at a time. That's, so for me personally, yeah, for me personally, I I I am glad they did it that way because I feel like I've benefited from it and I would have it would have been I wouldn't have been able to experience the game if it was $60 flat out. Um but I I see I see why it would annoy people. I just I don't know. I we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but I I, I feel like with a game like this even the later levels are already pretty close not close to completion necessarily but they're fleshed out you know like they, they know how the game's gonna go so uh, i don't know i, I guess I, yeah it's more of a gameplay game than a story thing yeah so. and i feel like i feel like uh, is is telltale's problem that they stop caring about the later episodes or or that they're bad at 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 telling a story and so their story falls apart halfway through because that's tends to be when stories fall apart you know like I mean, I, it, it it would be really hard to say what the difference is, but I just I it is definitely especially in a company like Telltale, it's definitely to their interest to make the entire game good because they're they want to make more games um, that that people want to play. So, eh, eh, that you could put that you could you could apply that argument to Kickstarter too, though, and I don't trust Kickstarter games. So, yeah, I I, I see it both ways. Whatever. For me personally, I'm glad I could pay fifteen dollars. Yeah, I, I think being able to buy episodes individually solves the problem to some extent. Yeah, uh, you end up always paying more than you otherwise would because there's always the bundle price or whatever. But again, like you wait for an episode to come out, you see if people like it or not, then you decide whether you want to buy it. Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, Bottom even line. if it did. <laughs> Even if the quality did drop, it's still really not a big deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Hitman. I don't know. I, th- I think if people liked Blood Money, they're going to like this one. I, that's that's my hunch. Um, I've seen some footage of that first mission, which is like a fashion show thing, uh, and you like kill the guy who's organizing the whole thing or something like that. And it's a very, it looks like a very Hitman level because you've got prestige and all these rich people and stuff and levels of security because like you're going backstage and you have to dress up as someone to get backstage and then maybe you're going up to like the vip area on the balcony on the second floor and you have to dress up as a certain thing to do that and so you know it it it, that feels very hitman um so i i i'm i'm optimistic about it i will say that i'm not sure that where i am in my life right now as a person makes me want to play hitman as much as i did 
when I was younger. But that's a personal problem, not a not a problem with the game. So, yeah. I don't think. I don't think I'm gonna play it. <laughs> I've, I've never fine. been into those games. No, I mean, yeah, I, nothing I've I, seen has made me play super hot, hot instead. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just gonna play super hot. <laughs> um, yeah. I, now, I, what I, else I, is going on? Unless you had some more to say about Hitman. I don't have anything else to say about Hitman. Um, XCOM Two. Did that? I don't have anything else to say about XCOM Two either. I, I heard that it. I heard that it's. Um, I've heard a lot of, I don't want to say mixed reactions. I'm hearing kind of the same thing from everyone that I've seen talk about it, which is, I like the game. It's like the first XCOM sequel, um, but it's bogged down by like a lot of technical issues and stuff. Uh, Apparently it doesn't run very well. It has kind of ridiculous requirements, especially for a game that doesn't look particularly great. And uh, I don't know. I, I from what I've heard, it just seems like the game's a little bit incomplete, but I'm not going to buy XCOM 2 unless it's very much on sale, because and I, even then, I want to resist the urge, because again, I, w- I want to play the game, but I, I know that I would get so frustrated with it and would never complete it. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> again, that's a game that... It's not the game's fault, it's my fault. I, 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 I'm not in a place in my life where I want to play XCOM. <laughs> God, you make it sound like taking up a a vow or something like <laughs> it's like i'm, I'm, I'm not ready it's not you it's, it's not me it's you uh I, I, so there's lots of games like that where i feel like it's not the game it's, it's not the game's me. fault that you don't like it a yeah. lot of rts's are that way for me i enjoyed the yeah. little bit of age of empires i played um the multiplayer but i, I can't get into that game for very long rts's is a really good example because like i used to play a ton of those or i really? used to red alert 2 was such an awesome game i loved it and uh and i still have that urge to play rts's because i have that memory of loving it so much now, i know that i'm not gonna like it's just not something that i can do anymore let's like, go I don't let's go angry video game nerd let's go back to the oh past so, did you grow up on pc games like when did you uh start? not really what did you have I, my, my first games that I was really playing a lot of whether PlayStation One mostly. Um, okay. That was my console, and uh, and I had some PC games. Like I played Mist at a very young age. Uh, oh God, what else did I play? There there were some PC games here and there that I that I that I got into, but uh, for the most part, I was console only on on PlayStation One and then Xbox. Um, and I got a Nintendo 64 after like the next generation because I felt like I missed out on that. Um, you got but, a uh, N64 when the GameCube came out. I think so. I think it was. It might have been post GameCube. Oh wow! Uh, I didn't want to pay for a GameCube. I, I think I. I think I had like money saved up for like Christmases or something like that, and I kind of had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And and I knew that I there were a bunch of games I wanted to play on the Nintendo 64. Like the Nintendo the the, uh, the Nintendo 64 had like this. Library. image in my mind of like this oh it's something i've always wanted because <laughs> all my friends had it and i didn't and so i was missing out constantly on goldeneye and mario 64 and all that shit and all my friends had it so even if i was late i had to i had to get one um and now but we yeah, live in I, the magic world of emulators yeah i i didn't really start playing pc games i want to say until call of duty might have been one of my first major like call of duty one mm. call of duty uh battlefield 1942 i played a lot of 
Um, the Sims 1, I think that was before those, and I played a lot of that. And Age of Empires, I think I played on the on the on the uh, PC. But the Red Alert Two, I played on the PlayStation, which is a terrible playing experience. I don't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> but that's all I knew. Um, so, yeah, that's my weird history of how I played games. What about you? Uh, I was I grew up like the first console I played was my dad's NES um, for years and years, and then. When I got old enough, I got a Nintendo 64, and that was great. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get... I, I played a couple PC games, but they weren't, like, PC games that real people play. They were, like, <laughs> King's Quest Seven, or... Yeah. That's, like, the, the very silly one with, like, almost Disney drawings, but to be fair, I was, like, six. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't really play PC games until Team Fortress 2 on PC because I got the orange box on Xbox 360 when it came out. And I was trying to play Team Fortress 2 online and I I liked it, but it just didn't work, you know? And nobody was really playing it and it just felt really weird. They couldn't patch it. And so I went online online to uh, somebody complaining about the Xbox version of it, and then just everybody was telling, just play it on PC. Why the hell wouldn't you play it on PC? I'm like, okay. So I got it on PC, and it was great. It could run really fast on my shitty computer. Um, I, like, yeah, it was buttery smooth, buttery, blistering, crispy, 60 frames per second. And then uh, I kind of mostly played on PC after that. I still will sit down at a console if there's, like, an exclusive that I really want to play, but... You know, I don't just kick back and pop on the Wii U or anything. I had some really weird instances of playing games on the, like, objectively wrong platform. I played uh, Counter-Strike. Wrong. Yes, Counter-Strike on the Xbox. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I played um, I played Red Alert 2 on the PlayStation. Uh, I had I some... Play- super, keep going, but I had some super weird version game that was a port on a console i can't remember what it was yeah it's crazy the kinds of games that you can find on consoles i i had a friend who played morrowind on the xbox and i had it on pc and so that's when i realized like oh shit pc is where it's at because i had the console commands and the mods and all that shit that was my friend that that same friend ironically is the one that introduced me to modding as a concept because he played the sims one and would download like items and stuff like you can get a new couch or whatever you want and just drag it into the folder and it's ready to go it wasn't team fortress 2 it was half-life 2 yeah half-life 2 that was the big one uh yeah i i i had a friend who got half-life i mean uh, who got the orange box on the xbox when i got it on pc and that was unfortunate for him because like uh, he was i was raving about the game constantly i loved team fortress 2 loved it and uh and and i was talking about those updates it was so good yeah, I was talking about the, the orange box. Like, that was monumental. That was like that's one of the biggest game releases of oh, all yeah. time. That has a new Half Life episode, Portal, and Team Fortress yeah. Two all together. Like, the th- that was three of the best games of all time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that was a huge. And so I was talking about like all the updates and stuff. Like when they first came out with, I think the first update was like, <sighs> I, I, was it a soldier update or a medic update or something? Um, the first they, update was the medic update. I think it was, yeah. And and uh, 
and I was talking about how exciting it was to like, oh my god, we've been playing this game for so long, and suddenly they're introducing like this yeah. new weapon that changes everything. It's so different now. And he couldn't get any of the updates or anything. And he was still dealing with, like, I don't remember any of the particular glitches, but he was still dealing with glitches and stuff that got patched out way early on the PC release. And they just completely gave up oh, yeah. on the Xbox because they Microsoft did. apparently was not supportive with that. For a long, long time, they, the demo man, you know how like the demo man originally had six shots in his gun? Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. you can still see it on the model of the gun. Yeah. There's six barrels that rotate around, but there's only four shots that come out of it. That, I don't know if they ever patched it. They probably did eventually. I think there was like one or two updates I'm not sure over the history. Maybe not. But if I remember the story right, it's because Microsoft was all about DLC packs, map packs. They That was like the microtransaction apex. Someone uh, mentioned uh, RuneScape in the that chat. That was the age... RuneScape. I never actually got into RuneScape. I did. I it looked like shit oh, when it was I so saw bad. it, and I tried it and it sucked. And fuck RuneScape. It so everyone. It's boring for some reason. I don't. I guess. I guess RuneScape didn't get popular until its first major update, where it went from it. It went from like this weird two D kind of style to a three D thing, like a big major update. I thought it was popular before then, and everyone like talks nostalgically about like, oh, RuneScape was so great. But they're talking about that post update, and that's actually when I kind of stopped playing. Um, before then, if you're a real '90s gamer, before then, uh, this was actually after the '90s, I think. But um, it, originally, RuneScape was like 2D, and your character was just like there were four positions you could be facing straight towards the camera or to the side or behind, and um, it, it looked awful fucking i mean it looks bad now but it it looked terrible if you look up like original runescape and and look at the 2d stuff it looked so bad but that's that's when i loved it because for me and for probably a ton of people it was it was my first even taste of anything like an mmo and so being in this big world with a bunch of other players and stuff was mind-blowing i was that's true fascinated i could see that it it being your first mmo or something yeah yeah. My first MMO was World of Warcraft. I played it for like a couple months. So RuneScape kind of looked like and was ass in comparison. But. Yeah, weird World of Warcraft to me was like, oh, remember how great RuneScape was? And when we used to play RuneScape, wasn't that fun? Here's World of Warcraft, and it's like that, but good. And so World of Warcraft also blew my mind. I thought it was the best thing ever. Um, yeah, making the original... You're what, three, four years older than me? I think that I'm was 24. about... 24. I'll be 25 in like a month. Okay, so four, roughly. Um, and, so that, that was uh, about the, the time span of those waves, I think. Yeah. It, it, so, World of Warcraft, I had a friend who was just hyperbolic about everything, and he would describe to me like, oh man, I saw I saw this and this and this happen in the game, and like I can kind of see what he saw, but it wasn't really what he's describing. Yeah. Like He says he saw Nothing. someone get cool yeah like like there were like tarans or orcs or something their original mount was like this huge like lizard thing or something like it was really big and he said he saw like a little gnome get run over by the thing and squashed and killed and it's like no that didn't happen but i see what i i see what you're saying but no um those stories were always the best yeah yeah. just the completely made of bullshit that is definitely not true (laughs) yeah especially pokemon stuff oh my god i remember everybody had those kinds of games like those like 2d rpgs the mythology 
that people had in their minds of like what those games were uh, as opposed to what they actually were was so black and like people would say things about those kinds of games that are just (laughs) ridiculous and everyone believes it that's why even when people talk about the pokemon theories like oh muse under the truck stuff it doesn't feel as it doesn't feel true that particular the aspect myths that we actually talked yeah. about because the myths we actually talked about were not plausible in the slightest but we <laughs> like, believed them oh yeah oh yeah well or we pretended to do it too yeah but but like the old shit i so when i first started playing san andreas i genuinely believed that there was like a bigfoot in the woods and and ghosts and stuff like that um put into the oh. game and there, there was like a huge online community about like trying to find these hidden things. And at that at that time, that would have been cool. It would have been cool, and it, it's not completely implausible. Obviously, like they could easily put those in the game, and they ended up putting right. those in like Grand Theft Auto Five, for example. But but the the magic of that kind of feeling of like nobody really knows whether they're in the game or not, and people say like, oh, I saw it, and then people are like forging screenshots of the game and stuff. Um, that's Wait, completely back up. Did, did, you said they did put it in GTA Five. What they put? I don't think they. I don't did. know if they put like a cryptic thing. I don't know if they actually didn't mean. I don't know if Bigfoot's in GTA Five, but they put a ghost in GTA Five. Really? Yeah, like it only shows up in like a certain hill at a certain time, and it's actually like genuinely creepy. You can look up a video of it. Um, okay. But anyway, they, cool. and it doesn't like relate to anything. Like, there's no story. It's not like a mission or anything like that. It's just like if you look in the right place at the right time, there it is. They also put a UFO in there. That was a big theory in in San Andreas. Like, is there a UFO? Um, and so, yeah, that stuff's not implausible completely. But but there was a magic to it of like nobody actually knows whether these things exist or not. And a lot of people have fun looking for them. And now that magic is completely gone because people can so easily go into the code and like find things for sure right. and um and i guess technically they could then but it wasn't it's like it wasn't so common that people people just didn't do it and um or you didn't know about it and that that's something that i genuinely miss about like every game felt like it had things that i just didn't know about that i hadn't discovered and now it's the opposite that's of that true. now it's like oh i know i know everything there is to know I about that game that. everything interesting to know about this game i know in the first that week of playing it is why in part, I'm enjoying Earthbound so much. Sure. Because I've had stuff, bits and pieces spoiled over the years, but nothing's too concrete, and it's all about the little stuff, and I don't know any of that. And sometimes you'll just stumble on something, and you're like, oh my god, I had, I had no idea this game could do yeah. this, or would dare to. That's how, that's how Morrowind was for me. That's part of why that's one of my favorite games of all time, or perhaps my favorite game of all time, is that it was i was playing it before the internet was so mainstream that everything cool that could happen in the game was just instantly posted online and everyone knew about like like now if a new oops, sorry if fallout 4 comes out you see all the cool shit that happens in fallout 4 posted on message boards and stuff like that like you're going to see that game through osmosis no matter what and you're going to see the coolest parts yeah. of it no matter what and uh, or or at least does that e- game really have I any don't know. cool parts? but you, I, at least you're easily able to find that stuff when when otherwise it would just be kind of like you, f- you find that stuff on your own and that's so mu- that discovery is so much cooler and yeah you can go out of your way to avoid spoilers and stuff but it, there's just the magic is gone um and and that's whatever that's a price you pay for the internet which is a really great thing but um, it does. Make when Oblivion came sometimes. out, 
which was my first like 3D big RPG game. I was like 12, and I, that was another game I had that for the Xbox 360. And um, we talked about it on message boards, mm-hmm. and even like the nature of that, the structure of a message board means that you're not gonna see all of it. Yeah. Because it's these long threads yeah. that go on you and see on ten posts per page about and... one thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of text, and screen capture wasn't too easy. And yeah, it was a different time. Wow, we're so old, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, wow. so old. Uh, oh. Well, how about that? Huh? But yeah, I, it, it really was a different time. It was a different thing that I'm, I'm sad that people who are younger won't actually be able to experience, like. There is a wonderment to like when a game would come out and nobody knew anything about it and, and you're finding things out about it and, and you, you feel like you're, even though you know you're not the first to discover someone, you something you feel like you are because it's it's not so easily You feel attainable. like you're part of a small group. Yeah, it feels like you're in on something. Um, now, even when you don't know, when you deliberately block yourself off, you kind of you know that everyone else is streaming it's just, this yeah, right it's now. Just this so, very moment, someone else is on yeah. Twitch right now doing the same thing. It's so out there. It's, it's so easy to find that stuff that, that it, even even though before you knew it, it's not, it, it's not the same. Um, yeah. yeah. Nostalgia. Us 90 kids. 90s kids. God, why do I keep saying 90 90s. kids? Um, the 90 okay, kids I got to ask you a question that's completely not video game related. Um, okay. On Facebook... I had someone share um, an image about 90s kids. And it said, 90s... I don't like the way this is starting. It, it, it had a picture of... On Facebook, I yes. saw someone share an image about 90s kids. I had, it had a picture of a... So you know those green power boxes that you find in neighborhoods that, that are like every yes. four houses, it'll be like a green box. Like transformer yeah. boxes, yeah. It was a picture of one of those. And it said... Uh-huh. The caption was "90s kids hangout spot," and I I couldn't figure out if that was a a thing or not. And people weren't like sharing it ironically. This is Facebook. This is like was okay. Was this one of those like shared a million times things? It was yeah. A lot of people liked it and commented it and shared it. And I couldn't figure it out because that seemed like something that first of all shouldn't at all be exclusive to '90s kids, but also something that. Doesn't make any sense. But then I mentioned it in my chat while I was playing Super Hot, and someone said, "Oh yeah, we used to hang out at one of those." And so apparently it's a thing. And I, I have I to know if you've heard of that. Never. Okay. Never. I just used that thing to sit on while my dad made me do yard work, um, and he was doing something, and I got like a, a moment to sit in. Yeah. I went. I sat on the electrical thing. And felt the waves through my bones. <laughs> that's when you discovered something new about yourself. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's. I had to ask. From the mutations. I, it. I, it's been. You know. It's been bothering me for a couple of days now. I, yeah. That. I don't know. <laughs> How many people are here? A few. But. Do you? I, I haven't seen anyone else anything say anything like about this? it. But these are all children. These are all two thousands. I had like an electrical box. A, a transformer box. Like a big. Yeah. Like four feet by four feet box. boxes, yeah. The, the metal box, usually green, and uh, it doesn't make any sense. It has all kinds of warning labels that this thing will fucking kill you <laughs> yeah. if you look at it the wrong way. Please don't stand near it. Sc- don't I, hang I, out at this. I used thing. to be scared of them. Like I don't want to touch that. What if it kills me? 
It would like buzz too. Like it sits there and buzzes. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that the um, you know how some telephone poles are supported with steel cables. Yeah, yeah. I, I was the same way. I thought that those were well. They wrap the plastic around the bottom of them, and I was like, oh, that's because uh-huh. they don't want you grabbing them because they're electric. Yeah. That would be a very unsafe world. Yes, it would be. The, the, as a kid, like the world seems so much scarier than it actually is. But then also there's certain things that you don't know as a kid that you do know as yeah. an adult that is much scarier. But but still. <laughs> this is this is Nostalgia Cast, uh, episode 65. Nostalgia, nostalgia enjoyed only by 90 the nostalgia kids. Nostalgia episode from 90 90s kids only. We're going to we're going to put a kids. password that you can't you can't listen to this episode unless you answer something that only 90s kids would know. A question about Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> I never watched Ren and Stimpy. It's all a few episodes, maybe. I was all about... There was, Ed and Nitty. That was my favorite I show. Wasn't, I wasn't a Cartoon Network kid. I was a Nickelodeon kid. So I didn't really... Well, I, I, I watched okay. some of the Cartoon Network shows, but not much of them. I, you can have love. It was, uh, yeah, you can. It was Hey Arnold, Rugrats. You know, diversify. Um, I want to say Cat Dog was a Nickelodeon thing. A lot of weird shit. Oh shit, somebody just said Nostalgia Critic. I remember watching his videos when I was 13 years old. Was he around when you were 13? Yeah. Is he that old? I thought he was like a last five years kind of thing. It is, no. He, yeah. His videos weren't on YouTube for the longest time. You could only see them on his shitty website. He was underground. Thatguywiththeglasses.com And, um, yeah. It might have been 13 or 14. I think it was 13. But I watched one of his more recent videos, and it was exactly the same as I remember. But that was really sad. (laughs) Like, oh, man, he he looks just... He looks 10 years older, and he's doing the same thing. Hey, he's making money, man. Gotta make a living. And then just the sadness of everything on Channel Awesome, that network he tried to create, of dozens of terrible imitators of, like, the angry video game nerd and himself, all, like, under this one umbrella, that, and nobody really watched them, but they were all really passionate about it and made content all the time that no one watched, and, oh, man. Well, good for them. I mean, we make content that nobody watches. That's where Angry Joe came from, though. Angry Joe used to be under Nostalgia Critic as part of it. Oh, that. man. And then PewDiePie hit the scene. Ah, and then the, the like video game bomb. YouTube community, well, the YouTube community in general, really. But mm. Internet's a rough place. All right. We haven't <laughs> talked about uh, gaming news. There is there is There's at least one story <laughs> that, I, that I want to mention. Um, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Spoonie. Okay. Let me make sure I've got this. Yeah, he was one of I've them. I've got this accurate before I start spewing bullshit. Okay. Um, do you remember... That site's gone? What? What site? The site is gone? Or, or the... No, it's not. You, you fucking liar. Anyway, say what you're saying. Uh, do you remember former state senator Leland Yee... No. He was a... Uh, state Senator Leland... He was a state senator who was... His biggest platforms, or his most public platforms, were uh, <clears throat> violent video games. He didn't like those, and he wanted to get rid of them. And guns. He wanted to get rid of them. No more guns. 
And then it came out that he was actually involved in a gun smuggling ring. <coughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, That's... and he told some undercover okay. FBI agents that he could get them some guns from the Philippines. Uh, anyway, the only That's reason it's no, video no. game news is because he was like one of those major video anti-video game people. Um, and so when this came out, like video game people uh, made fun of him. Uh, he has been sentenced to five years in prison, uh, I think. And uh, man. I was kind of browsing through his the stuff that he's done, his like uh, the the statement of of uh, of his case and everything, and there's some shit in there, man. This guy, <laughs> so just it's. I'm just reading some of it. It's it sounds like stuff that it wouldn't be real. Yeah, it sounds like something out of a TV show. He's like dealing with Russian okay. mobsters and shit. It's 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 pretty great. Um, so that's video game news, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything else. Ta-da. Oh, um, yeah, that was another Hap Hunter. We just mentioned it. Uh, Flimsy posted his Undertale review thing. Mm. It's an hour long. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm like 46 minutes. Is it actually an it. hour long? My yeah. God, Flimsy. Um, I read most of it. Uh, but it's kind of funny. Like, there's a there's a couple moments where he, you can hear him say something and then stop, and the recording starts oh, again. Yeah. Just because uh, for a video that oh long, yeah, you, you gotta forget about the details. Y- yeah, you have exactly. to. <laughs> Otherwise, you go crazy. Yeah. Uh, God, well, good for him. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely gonna. Uh, I want to, I want to see what his opinion. Yeah, it's are. good. It's what we still need to get him on the podcast. The good thing, the good thing about that video. He explains in the first couple minutes of it, which is that basically every treatment of the game, reviews and things, they they pay lip service to the pacifist gameplay. They talk about the humor and the charm and the music, and there's a genocide route, and it's a blast. Give it a go. And not many people have tried to break down what's working and what's not working. Um there's some pretty good critiques of like the pacifist and neutral runs where like in a lot of ways they aren't all that great. I mean, I think they were fun. They were really entertaining, but there's not a lot of like compelling content there. Really? I I didn't really have a motivation to play the pacifist mode again or anything, or even the genocide. There's not a lot of branching stuff. It's just kind of, here's the story. Yeah. So, Good video so far. I'm gonna finish. Yeah, it. I, I'd like to see some criticism of it because voices. Every everyone was so high on it when it came out, and I mean, deservedly so. It was very good, um, but it's not a perfect. The, game. De- the devil's in the details <laughs> yeah. of that game, um, and it, it can. And, not that there's really a devil. And it's not that bad. <laughs> and uh, anyway. there were like for me in particular, I. I didn't love the game. Like it's not one of, it wasn't like my favorite game of that year or anything. And, um, I felt like I, I was, I was still really high on it. I still liked it a lot. Um, but I kind of felt like I was just like, I felt like I was bashing the game when I would talk about it with people who really liked it because it was like, mm, I, yeah. I, well, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I liked it, you know? And, and there were some things that were really fantastic about it that I loved. Like Metaton was like the best thing ever. <laughs> um, but 
But yeah, I, I just, I, I never really even had the chance to put my thoughts together of that game because last year was so fucking crazy and I was constantly moving on to the next thing. But, um, but yeah, I was stuck on the gameplay the most, but there's some other things about it that just like, that game deserves some in-depth criticism, you know? And that, that doesn't mean that we need to nitpick apart the things that are bad about it, but talk about it in more depth than this was an awesome game and the, this is what's so awesome about it. Um, kind of dig into it because it does deserve it. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. We, we, we need to get him on the podcast. I, and you know what? I kind of want to do some kind of Earthbound video. Oh my God. Like a big Earthbound video. I don't know. I, I hate talking about this game because I know people don't want to hear me talk about well, it. Well, the great thing about a video is or anything that you make is that uh, they don't have to listen to you talk about no, it. No, I mean right now. Oh, on the podcast. I, right, right. Because I've already said that I love it and there's not much more yeah. to say. But, God, I I really do. It's I great. believe you. It's kind of like how I, I, I want to rave more about super hot and wrestling, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I could rave all day about I, I'm Every week I'm loving wrestling even more. I saw, okay, I saw that tweet. Where Which you're one? Pondering. Oh yeah, I was thinking about like wrestling content. Well, I was thinking about like uh, it would be fun to like write up a quick thing every week about like something I enjoyed. I'm watching three wrestling shows a week now. I'm watching. I'm, I'm watching Monday Night Raw. Oh, you're ironing me that, but I I'm watching Monday Night Raw and NXT, which is the developmental league for the WWE, and uh, and Lucha Underground. Now, to be fair, NXT and Lucha Underground are only an hour long. So not like the biggest time sink in the world or anything, but um, yeah, it's a lot of wrestling and I'm actually really enjoying it, which is kind of like over the weekend they had a pay-per-view and it was terrible. I, if you remember when I first started talking about wrestling, Roman Reigns had won the, the Royal Rumble and everyone hated him and everyone booed him, but he was supposed to be like the big hero that everyone liked. And so that's what kind of got me into it. Cause I was fascinated by like, Okay, they're pushing this guy as if he's a hero, but everyone hates him. And how did that? Pan well, out? Here, we're here a year later, and guess what happened? Uh, he didn't win the Royal Rumble, the Rock but he's going to be—he's going to be fighting for the championship in the main event of WrestleMania for the second year in a row. Same guy, same booze, same bullshit. Like literally the same thing again. Uh, so it's just—it's—it's it's weird. And so I was like really down on it because. It, it, it was the pay-per-view. Is that what kind of pushed you to pick up these other wrestling shows? No. I just heard they were really good and started watching mm-hmm. them. Um, but, but yeah, I, I wasn't enjoying w, the WWE stuff all that much because it's just – it really is mostly bad. Um, Vince, if you're listening. You've lost me, man. Uh, but Come on, get, <laughs> get it, it together. together, Vince. No, but it, here's the thing that the WWE does. They – they make really, really bad shit for a long time. And and just when you're like ready to just say like fuck it, I'm done. They, they do, do one thing that redeems it just enough for you to be like, fuck, I have to keep watching. So so over the weekend they had the pay-per-view, they had Roman Reigns win, and it and and, and so he was going to the main event of WrestleMania, and everyone knew it was gonna happen, but everyone hoped it wasn't going to happen, and it did anyway, and everyone was pissed off, including me, and I was just like, fuck this, wrestling sucks, this sucks. You know what I want to do? I want to try to reconstruct a season's worth of uh, wrestling storylines oh, just from what you described. They, 
I could go into depth and we could do something like that, but I don't no, think I, you want me, to. No, trust me, I don't want you to. Yeah. But like w- just the little bits I yeah. hear, I want to assemble into. Uh, that might be the best way to absorb story. wrestling is with little bits at a time. Um, that's all. I yeah, mean, really, definitely. But I- I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a go once. You should like with a WrestleMania life. is gonna be so WrestleMania could actually be really cool and really great. So maybe we should try it. But anyway, uh, yeah, I would I would. Hmm. It might be fun to watch that together. Yeah, we'll see. Unless you're watching it with no, I'm not, I don't know anyone who watches wrestling. I, I don't think it would be entertaining to watch like alone at my computer. Yeah, no, especially not, no, think... if you're watching it for the first time. You need to watch it with someone, or at the very least, like okay. like there's live stream places where they'll have a chat, a live chat next to it where everyone like talks about it and stuff, and that that can be enough to like just watch the chat and see people talking about it, it can be like enough. Like you don't want to just be fully oh, right. engaged with wrestling. Like I've, I've said this like over and over. Chat. You just don't want to just watch wrestling. Uh, it's, it's too much. Um, but anyway, so I was down on the pay-per-view because fucking Roman Reigns won the next night. So they do the pay-per-views on Sunday night and then they have another raw the next night. <sighs> fucking Shane McMahon, which is Vince McMahon's son who used to do these crazy shit. Like, like jump off of the top of the Titan Tron like forty feet to elbow someone through a wooden floor. Uh, this motherfucker has been gone for like half a decade or more, and uh, and he he returns out of nowhere, and and it's just like this really big deal. And then he's like, he literally so he he returns and there's Vince and him and they're talking to each other and he's talking about how terrible. WWE has been. He's like, uh, you're losing money. Your stock price is down. Your viewership is down. Uh, and I want to take control of Monday Night Raw. And everyone's freaking out like in the crowd. Like, holy shit, this is what we want. Like, everyone's fucking freaking out. And what they're going to do is probably pull a fast one on us. And 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 it's not going to lead anywhere, most likely. But you have to keep watching now. You have to keep when fucking watching happen? to find out when what happens. Happen? Monday night. Monday night. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking it was a big at the. Deal. Uh, I'm looking at the five day stocks. Oh that yeah, it's well, really funny. It's just you can see you can see where it changes. Yeah, well, sure, because um, people people react. You know, investors react to like, well, maybe they're going somewhere with this, and maybe they can get more viewership with this, and like, it, so anyway, yeah, it, it, that that was a huge deal, and so now you have to keep watching it, even though you know it's going to get shit again, because it always does. <sighs> I. T- it's just like it's hard to understand. I, I know. get it. I think I get it, but I still. It's there are few things that are so flagrantly, Stupid. proudly artificial and dumb. Yeah, it's it's cool. Well, so just that they they bother to do this because it's like. It's like if someone did a magic show today. You know how, remember back in like the 20s when you were there? Um, you 90. Back in my day. You 90s, just you fucking whatever. In your day, when they had a magic show, like in the 20s, and they would have the magician actually do tricks, and then people would be fooled. Yeah. And it was a thing. Well, it kind of feels that way. That's a great you, analogy. You know that it's not real but you still buy into it with yeah that's a great analogy because like back in the day like the real old day there were i still think probably at least half of the of the fan base knew it was completely fake but there were people who at least believed a portion of it was was real and and they just kind of fell for it um 
and that was like back like before it was widely televised and stuff. But then like once at the point where it started getting popular, people at least started at least acted like it was real, um, even though most people knew it wasn't. And and now nobody thinks it's real. You can't possibly think it's real if you watch it. Like, right. It's, it's, and it's pretty easy to explain. Yeah. Um, that it it's not real. But they have to treat it really yeah. because if they don't, it's not. But fun. it's kind of hard to explain how like how that makes it enjoyable because people people say like, well, it's not real, so why is it fun? Well, TV's not real, and it's it's, it's still like fun to watch. It's like a soap opera, yeah, almost, kind of, but like athletic. And it's athle- the, the, yeah, and everyone appreciates it for different reasons. Like the athletic, some people are like so into the athletic stuff that they could they couldn't care less oh, if there's a storyline. Triple twist. Yeah, like holy shit, that spot was amazing. Um, and then some people they call the spot. Oh yeah, it's a spot. If you if you yeah, it's a spot. Um, okay. And then some people love the storyline and couldn't care less about what's happening in the actual ring. It's just like who wins, who loses, that kind of thing. Um, but it all comes together. You know, it, it, there's so many different elements that have to come together to actually make like a really good, a good match or a good show. And that's what I like. I like. I like seeing all the elements come together in the right way and and pay off. And and what makes WWE horribly addicting is that most of the time they fail at that. Most of the time. <laughs> and then when they do do it correctly, it's glorious. It's amazing. It's wonderful because you're so used to it being terrible. And so it's like it has to be bad most of the time for you to appreciate the good almost. But then there's other shows like like Lucha Underground which I've talked a little bit about that show is way more consistently good. It's very rarely bad, uh, but it's such a different thing because they, they're actually filming segments like a TV show. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the storylines, I mean, they've gotten even more ridiculous since last time I talked about it. I think the last time I talked about the time traveler who, who had to travel to the future to yes, reunite the, the, the seven tribes. Uh, there's also and otherwise he dies, right? Uh, I don't know what happens. Like the world ends. I don't right? know. It's not. It's very vague. But <laughs> but there, but there's another guy who he's an actual dragon. Like he literally breathes fire. Um, uh, it, it it just it's a ridiculous show, and they 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 go so far in like they totally embrace how stupid wrestling is, and and make it into. They take it 100% seriously, but they also just go 100% into into the ridiculous side of things, and and it makes it super enjoyable. And some people hate it. Some people think it's the worst thing ever that it's like a disgrace because it's because they're not taking it seriously enough, you know. Um, but I like it, and and it seems like most people like it. But yeah, I'm a man child. It's true. <laughs> I I yeah I I'm sorry. Just like Jump Max Landis. Was that a reference? something the young bucks yeah it, it is a reference i'm not even going to explain it please do i, I already did i'm gonna actually, feel, I'm gonna actually feel bad about this i already explained in japanese For wrestling a long time in japanese wrestling you've got the american wrestlers who come in and they they break the rules and stuff and everyone hates them and that's what yeah. the, the young bucks are a tag team in the in the japanese okay, okay. and they the commentators got mad at them one day and there's just a there's just a video where the commentators are going, Young Bucks, go home, please, please go home. They're like freaking out, and it's it's very funny. I'm sorry, everyone, for talking about wrestling again, but wrestling is really great. I have to I have to say it. It's it's a, it's it's fun. It's really fun. 
Sorry. Yeah, it sounds that way. I'll watch. I'll watch WrestleMania. Vania. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania. WrestleMania could be a pretty good game. <laughs> that'll be. That'll be the horror themed Lucha Underground. There should be. There should be more wrestling games. There really should be because wrestling's perfect for video games, especially like, like Lucha Underground should be made into a game where like you've got all these ridiculous characters and like make it a Street Fighter game. You can tell that the people who are writing Lucha Underground, Lucha Underground, have played Street could Fighter. be like a Street Fighter fighting game. Yeah, they've played Street Super Fighter and Mortal, Mortal Kombat. They know they know their shit because like sometimes there are things that seem like direct references to things like like right now the guy the the championship belt holder is sitting on a throne next to the ring watching the people fight for him and it's like okay this is this is very clearly uh <laughs> fucking mortal Kombat. um and no i haven't played lisa yet and I'm, I'm going to soon i i was actually planning on playing it today but then i found that super hot was out so i played that instead but yeah wrestling man it's just that's part of the part of the reason i want to make content about it is like to try to just explain why i like it you just know? do it. I will just probably, maybe. I never make promises with with writing things or making videos. So you heard it here first, folks. Skippy has promised yeah. to deliver weekly wrestling content to the yeah. fans to pushashout.net, which is now a video game wrestling uh, collaboration website. Yes. Oh, and there was an issue with um, iTunes pushing podcasts to iTunes. So I'll take a look at that. Sometime. Yeah, because the, the it should be uploaded correctly. I, I, I the the website is up to date. It's got a brand new template. <laughs> it a looks good. Look. It works good. Do. Uh, you should check it out. Yeah, I think it's more pleasant than usable, personally. Anyway, that's this week, folks. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Um, we love you like family. Maybe more than that. If you want. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night.